Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. And we're into extra time. Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a podcast from RNZ Sport. I'm Barry Guy. While the sports calendar shows plenty of events, they're starting to fall from the picture because of the coronavirus. Every sport has now been hit by the virus. The latest include tennis, hockey, golf, cricket, baseball, more motor racing, basketball, more football, more rugby and on and on and on and on. I'm joined by my RNZ Sports uh, colleagues, uh, Felicity Reid and Joe Porter. Well, uh, Felicity, I suppose, have you ever known any time like now where, you know, things are just uh, are just closing down? We're just touching on the sporting things, of course. We'll leave, you know, the health and political issues to, to other podcasts and that. But just in the sporting world, you know, it's, it's just we're going into uncharted territory, aren't we? Yeah, I've never seen anything so widespread. Everything from... New Zealand right the way across the world like it's affecting our own athletes that are overseas but also athletes as young as I've just seen the NCAA basketball tournament has been cancelled as well which is young college kids trying to get in front of NBA scouts right through to I guess people trying to qualify for the Olympics. Yeah Joe. I'm I'm sort of going back to there was the Munich uh, Olympic disaster when the uh, Israeli uh, athletes were killed. Um, But I'm sort of thinking, you know, you'd have to probably go back to a war where sport just closed down generally. You know, it's just... There's nothing been this widespread, has there? Let's be honest, there's nothing. There's been a couple of Olympics cancelled for, like you mentioned, nothing on the scale of this. They've been cancelled for political or sort of terrorist reasons in, in essence. Every morning, every bulletin now with sport, <laughs> a new sport is being cancelled or postponed. Every morning we come in, several new sports around the world, global competitions, football leagues, every single sport is being affected by this. This morning we've had not yet confirmation, but we're expecting the Australian Grand Prix, this weekend's Australian Grand Prix, to be cancelled. We've just had confirmation that the Black Caps and Australia one day is over in Australia, the first two in Sydney and the third in Hobart will be played with no fans behind closed doors due to this outbreak. The NBA has now suspended its season indefinitely after one of their players contracted the virus. The NHL, America's National Hockey League, has suspended their season indefinitely. The Tour de France may not go ahead. The Tokyo Olympics may be cancelled or postponed. You know, massive, massive ramifications for all sports around the world. This is unprecedented territory, this amount of cancellations and postponements. The financial impacts it must be having will be huge. The, the problem is it's such a developing situation that no one really knows exactly when this is going to come under control, when exactly things will start dying down and when things will be able to return to normal and when sports administrators will be able to make accurate and sensible health-based decisions on when these uh, events can be rerun. Because right now it's impossible to tell. You look at what happens in China, they have seemingly got on top of their outbreak and I think there were only something like 15 new cases reported across the whole of China overnight. So... 
there is a way to contain the virus and to control the spread and to get things back down to normal. But however well that have happened all around the world as this goes pinging around the place, you look at Italy now as in a massive crisis, will all the other countries that start to be bing, 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 bing hit by the falling domino effect of the coronavirus spread be able to get everything under control in time for A, Japan to be safe enough for people to travel to and travel restrictions to have been lifted, and B, for countries to feel safe enough to send their athletes and teams and fans to Tokyo. A lot of water has to go under the bridge before it's cancelled, but I, can, I could see it being postponed or called off completely. Uh, a lot of other things are probably going to be cancelled pretty soon too, I would imagine as well. Super Rugby, yet to be affected apart from the moving of two of the Sunwolves games to Australia. However, we have the first game in Argentina behind closed doors. South Africa, New Zealand, Australia and South America are where Super Rugby is played. It just takes one of those countries to have an outbreak that's bad and the season will get cancelled. Uh, I suppose this is a sign of globalisation, really, Felicity, isn't it? I mean, it's so easy to travel around the world now and, uh, you know, you go back 50 years and, you know, the people just didn't travel. They just stayed in their own country and that sort of thing. And so something like this is perhaps inevitable. And you see something like this where you have fans, say, for the Olympics, who would travel from a lot of countries to go to something like that, or super rugby teams who maybe have fans who have set up certain countries that they'd like to go and travel to see their side play in, or anything like that as well. Perhaps even people going across to the cricket in Australia, maybe some New Zealand fans wanted to head across for that type of thing as well, and now they won't be able to watch those types of games either. I'm um, um, just reiterate that we're not trying to trivialise uh, the, the actual ramifications of the virus. We're just, you know, talking about what this means for sport. Uh, Joe touched on it, and Felicity, I know you've been following some some of the namings of teams for the Olympics. But the mere fact that the Olympics only comes around every four years, and there's a chance that this one this year may not happen, it would, it would be hugely disappointing for for so many, wouldn't it? Oh, I can just imagine being an athlete that has worked so hard to get Olympic qualification or even Olympic selection. The number of teams have been named, and for some people, and the canoe slalom was named this week, and it's one person who hasn't been to an Olympics before, and he's just been selected, but now may not even get to compete. Joe, if we go back to last year's Rugby World Cup, the typhoon had, uh, what well, we had a couple of games called off, and that just, you know... <laughs> It, it, that, that, that sort of seems quite trivial in a way now, doesn't it, as to, you know, the, the problems that that seemed to cause some people, you know, it, know. two games in a tournament. And, it's funny, isn't it? You know. Pales in comparison, everyone at the time, oh, the integrity of the sport and tournament has to be called into question. Two games don't get to be played, despite the fact that New Zealand were going to romp faster, Italy and England were going to easily beat whoever they got cancelled against. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, we were up in arms when those two games were called off. Some people saying it's the death of the sport and it should never have happened and it was um, you know, a lack of foresight by organisers in World Rugby to let Japan have the World Cup during a typhoon season. Well, we only had two games called off and it was the biggest typhoon they've had in 150 years. It was the biggest storm of the year last year so, and caused you know, huge amounts of damage and lots of deaths. And looking back on it, it was clearly the right move to call these games off and put people's safety first. However, the scale of cancellations now we're seeing and due to... You know, potentially something that, while is incredibly dangerous, didn't present as an immediate threat as the typhoon did, um, would would suggest that there are a lot of extra sports, I think, that are going to go down the Google this year. 
some people are saying Super Rugby in two weeks' time is going to be cancelled. But as soon as these games in Australia start getting played behind closed doors, the South Africa has had its first few cases of coronavirus. Argentina, Buenos Aires is on complete lockdown. They've got no events to be held in public at all. So, look, I could I could see the Super Rugby competition being cancelled in the next two weeks. I could do, see. Do, do you think they, they'll get? Cancelled though, or they'll be played with no spectators. You know, oh, is, the there, is there the so move. much at stake with money and broadcast and those sorts of things that they'll just play it with no fans there? Well, that's the first move you'd imagine. I think Sanzo is going to re- release a statement later this morning um, surrounding what they're going to do with the coronavirus. They've already had to re- re- you know, move the games from Tokyo, the Sunwolves games, to Australia. They're going to be playing this uh, Haguera's Highlanders game, Buenos Aires, behind closed doors. It looks like they'll be moving to play most games in Australia behind closed doors as well. That's the first step. However, if many more games get postponed, they're in big trouble because they're just there are no windows for the Super Rugby season to be finished. So you'd think it probably would be cancelled if they had to postpone too many games and they couldn't play them behind closed doors. They don't have room to move. Where else can they fit it in? July, you've got the international window through to August, the end of year tour. There's nowhere in this packed, already too packed international rugby calendar where you can fit four rounds of Super Rugby into a season. So if they don't get it done in the time frame they've got, it'll be cancelled. Does 2020 drop out of the sporting history books? Are all the things going to have a little asterisk next to it? Oh, absolutely. Definitely <laughs> Not completed. Yeah, that's right. And it's, I mean, you've got to feel sorry for people who haven't qualified yet for the Tokyo Games. They've got to continue to try and qualify for an event. They're not sure if it's going to go ahead. And they're trying to qualify while all these qualification events are dropping off the calendar. So it must be a very unsettling and unsure time for athletes who have been looking forward to Tokyo for the last four years and training and working their butts off to get there. It must be an incredibly uh, frustrating and unsure time for them. Felicity, if we, say, jump uh, ahead a month or six weeks... The ANZ Premiership's another one, Barry, the netball. Yeah, well, well I was just going to say, if we go ahead a month or six weeks and, you know, fingers crossed that uh, the coronavirus has been contained and things start up again, where does that then leave... Uh, competitions and that, do you think, you know, and people trying trying to get to the Olympics? It probably either brings a lot of qualification competitions closer together. Do you have, like, I don't know, back-to-back qualification tournaments, perhaps? Or does it bring a lot of those things where people are just going to, say, select athletes on previous performance or some other way that the IOC comes up with? I mean, say you look at the A-League football, if they did stop that but they managed to start it up again. They just take the points from when it stopped and said these are the teams that are in the playoff and, <laughs> you know, you, you now go into the playoffs and, and, and that sort of thing. But they'd, Some they'd teams would be unhappy with that one. Yeah, well, but what do you do? Do you just call it off then, call it off completely and don't have a winner? I suppose, you know, is that an unsatisfactory unsat- end to something if, if we were able to get things going again? Yeah, well, they'd have to. You'd have to assume they play would have to play X amount of games for it to qualify as a full season. And you look at Super Rugby; they would need, I think, because they're going to struggle to reschedule these games. They're looking at, we understand, two points each for the team if the game gets called off. So, again, if you're a team that may not have won that game, you'd be pretty all right with that situation. However, if you're you're the Crusaders playing the Whoever, for example, the Highlanders, and you, and, you, <laughs> and you don't get those four points that you know you're pretty much guaranteed to get, you'd be rather, rather pissed off. So it's gonna it's gonna have a big effect on Super Rugby. I think the the worst is yet to come for that competition. Look back at when uh, baseball and ice hockey they had strikes, uh, and I think one of those they did have a limited season, and they said this is now going to just be this number of games, and we'll still have a, have um, some form of playoff. So. 
you know, in a way, um, we can only hope that uh, some competition. Well, you know, not everything's not stopped yet. We we have our fingers crossed, and and hopefully things will will change in the coming days and and weeks. Uh, it could be weird. We could have we could have the NBA finals finishing in October. We could have the MotoGP and Formula One seasons not finishing until Christmas. We could have all sorts of strange ends to come. Six Nations finally finishing in August, October. I think October's been earmarked as the, the day for to complete those three Six Nations games that have been cancelled in rugby. So we, we could find all these sports getting rammed into the end of the year just to make sure they do fit into the calendar year. Yeah, well, you mentioned MotoGP. I mm. think their plan is uh, possibly to have double headers. Yeah. At, at one venue, they'll have a race on the Saturday and a race on the Sunday or, or whatever yeah. just to try and catch up and get through. Uh, so it might be a super slow sport for the first six months of the year, but you never know. It might be a action-packed, chock-a-block, bumper schedule come bloody October, November. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we're going to be slacking off for the next few yeah, months, right. and then we'll be flat out in o- October. Uh, Joe, uh, let's just look at the Super Rugby yep. competition. Um, fingers crossed that everything's going well. Things seem to be going quite well for the Blues. Yeah, indeed, touch wood for sure. Is this their season? Is this their year? Well, it would seem like it's their best chance of it being the year for the first time in quite some time. A good win over the Hurricanes. That was their first, I guess, real uh, sort of litmus test since they went away to Africa and had some good results overseas. Of course, they've lost two of their derbies already this year to the Crusaders and the Chiefs, who are the two front runners you would think, for the competition. But the Blues have won every other game, and they were close losers in those two. Uh, and they beat the Hurricanes in Wellington, a, a, a Hurricanes side that had been in pretty good form coming into this game. They're lacking a few big names, but they had a couple back on the weekend. The Blues looked really, really good. They were good on defence. They were good with their discipline, which is where the Hurricanes let themselves down. They were giving away far too many penalties and, of course, got that red card. So the Blues looking like a consistent, solid team this year. It's not sort of those uh, sorry adjectives you use with, with the Blues in, in recent seasons. Haven't made the playoffs since 2011. Uh, but this year they certainly look odds-on to do that. Uh, and Bowden Barrett, now back training with the group, has to give them a boost too. So well done to the Blues so far. And, of course, they have the Lions this weekend, the South Africa's top team, or the Stormers have been, so the Lions and Stormers, so that'll be another good test them. But, yeah, the Blues going well, and I don't think they're a flash in the pan this year. I think they do have the environment, the players, and the coaching structure and staff there to perform consistently this season. Let's hope they maintain that. You mentioned the... Uh, New Zealand sta- derbies will be key for them. Yeah, you mentioned the start of the season, the Crusaders and the Chiefs, and they look like they're carrying yeah. on, and the, also we agree that the Highlanders probably would struggle. They, they lost, uh, what, Lynchies to that broken ankle yeah, or whatever it was. And, you know, they're gonna, they are going to struggle, yeah. you know, especially when All Blacks have to have their time off and injuries and that sort of thing. It'll be, it's going to be tough for them. The Highlanders, it's, it's tough, all right. I mean, they've got, they've had a tough time overseas. They now go to Argentina and play a game behind closed doors. But they've had to send two or three of their All Blacks home for a rest week. They've got Josh Uwani playing at 15. Guys all over the place. I mean, you look through that starting 15 they've got and you hardly recognise any of the names. They really have been hit hard by illness and injury as well as having a pretty uh, depleted squad on paper even at the start of the season. So, yeah, a tough a tough run for the Highlanders. They've lost five of their first six or whatever it's been. They really will want to get a win against the Haguaris in Argentina this weekend because they come back and they've got a home game against the Lions, who are, again, a decently performing South African team who do all right in New Zealand. And then they've got three derbies, the Crusaders, the Chiefs and the Hurricanes. And you'd have to think they'll probably, although two of them are at home, they are the Chiefs, and the and the um, and the Crusaders. So look, I think it's going to be a pretty tough ask for the Highlanders. And if they don't win this weekend, they could be staring down the barrel of a of a shocking run run of losses. I think. So the cricket, the one dayers, are going to be played uh, in empty stadiums. 
that'll possibly help the Black Caps because they won't have the crowd uh, cheering on the Aussies and getting up the back of the uh, Black Caps. Uh, the Black Caps do have uh, their top side playing in the three Chapel Hadley uh, matches. It'll be interesting, I think, to see just how well the, the bowling attack does on the uh, conditions over in Australia. They're playing the first two in Sydney, which is not the bounciest of uh, liveliest of wickets. So that could help the Black Caps also. So I think we're in for a good series there. The Aussies have lost uh, their last five one day as they were all overseas, though. They're home now. And the Black Caps, of course, had that great success over uh, India. So they'll be going there feeling good about their chances and hoping to put behind them what happened in the Test Series earlier this summer. Also this weekend, we've got the start of the NRL with the Warriors. You know, I think we talk about them the same way every year. Potentially, they've got a great opportunity. We'll just have to wait and see how they do on the field. But also the ANZ Premiership and Netball, Felicity. What are we are we going to see much new this year? Of course, uh, New Zealand's uh, World Cup champions now. Change of style. Uh, does Nolene have a say in how she wants things played this year? What are you expecting? I'm not sure if Nolene has a say on how they play. She just says that she has a good relationship with all of the ANZ Premiership coaches. But I think we'll see a lot of difference this season with a lot of off-season player movement. Um, Northern Stars have had the most changes. They've got six new players, including the one import from Trinidad and Tobago. And she, Daystar Swift, she is one of two imports from Trinidad and Tobago in the whole competition. But at the other end of the scale, we've got last year's champs, the Pulse, who have just got two new faces. And with all the changes in the squads, it'll be probably be a lot closer. A lot of the players at the launch were mentioning or talking up the tactics, a team that you normally wouldn't talk up so much. And also Nolene was talking about having the Pulse as somebody that she'd keep an eye on, but also the Northern Mystics, who, again, one of those teams that you probably don't keep an eye on in previous seasons a second season together for some of them and hopefully they'll come through. So would you still have the Pulse as the team to beat? I'd say so. With having the fewest changes and a lot of consistency around having established and experienced players, they would be the ones that on paper definitely have the advantage over the other sides. And would you like to see, I'm assuming, a few uh, new faces come through? Yes, the BCO League, so the league below the ANZ Premiership, has had a lot of young players and you sort of see the filter through now. I think they're coming to a stage where there are positions available in ANZ Premiership sides and some of these younger, I guess less experienced players are getting an opportunity to play with the world champions and against some of the world champions as well and this will only help them for the future. Excellent, Felicity. Thank you very much. Uh, That's extra time for this week. We wish uh, everyone all the best and uh, to stay uh, safe and healthy. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at RNZ Sport. On behalf of Felicity Reid and Joe Porter, I'm Barry Guy. Bye for now. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.